Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In chapter 33, Elihu made the remark to Job that essentially he was trying to vindicate him. He was saying that uh, he was on Job's side and that his remarks should bring some consolation to Job. Well, in the chapter I'm about to read, Elihu seems to condemn Job. And uh, I just am prefacing the remarks for this chapter with that, that this is a very short chapter coming up, and Elihu is speaking to Job. Notice the tenor of his comments as we read Job chapter 35. Then Elihu said, Do you think this is just? You say, I am in the right and not God. Yet you ask him, What profit is it to me, and what do I gain by not sinning? I would like to reply to you and to your friends with you. Look up at the heavens and see. Gaze at the clouds so high above you. If you sin, how does that affect him? If your sins are many, what does that do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness only affects humans like yourself, and your righteousness only affects other people. People cry out under a load of oppression. They plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God my Maker who gives me the songs in the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beasts of the earth? and makes us wiser than the birds in the sky. He does not answer when people cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea. The Almighty pays no attention to it. How much less, then, will He listen when you say that you do not see Him, that your case is before Him and you must wait for Him? And further that his anger never punishes, and he does not take the least notice of wickedness. So Job opens his mouth with empty talk. Without knowledge, he multiplies words. And so Mr. Elihu, once again, seems to mix a bit of fact in the things of the Lord with a bit of opinion applied to Job. He says to Job, do you think this is just? You say, I'm in the right and not God. Well, let's just stop with that. Job didn't say that specifically, but he, he did say he was in the right. He, uh, he did not say God was in the wrong, but he implied that God was not treating him properly uh, in his righteousness. Continue with Elihu's remarks to Job, yet you ask him, what profit is it to me And what do I gain by not sinning? In other words, Job, you've been claiming you were righteous, and then you've asked, what did you get for it? And so he begins to broaden his remarks about um, we have no right to respect anything from the Lord for our righteous behavior. He's not obligated to do anything with us. And so he says to, to Job and the entire group, look up at the heavens and see. Gaze at the clouds so high above you. 
If you sin, how does that affect him? So, friends, does our sin directly hurt the Lord? It may hurt his heart, but it doesn't uh, doesn't affect his lifestyle. It doesn't. Uh, we don't do him any physical harm. We're not capable of harming him, and so our sins don't have a direct effect on the Lord, other than perhaps a disappointment in us. And he goes on to say, if your sins are many, what does that do to God? If you're righteous, conversely, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? In other words, Job, this this whole idea that you're you're thinking God is a vending machine, you know, if you behave in a certain way, he must reciprocate and uh, pay you back for your righteous behavior. Elihu is saying that is foolish thinking that we have no right to put any demands on the Lord. And I completely concur with that. And then he says that um, people cry out to the Lord when they're in trouble, but they don't regularly thank the Lord for all of his gracious gifts to mankind. He makes this, this statement, verse 10, But no one says, Where is God my Maker who gives me songs in the night? And so the songs in the night come from the Lord. Or, Where is God my maker who teaches us more than he teaches the birds of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds in the sky? In other words, we just take those things for granted, friends. He goes on speaking about the wicked only calling out to the Lord when they're in trouble. He says, he does not answer when people cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty pleas. The Lord pays no attention to it. Well, in point of fact, the Lord does hear uh, the cries of the wicked, but he first wants to hear from them, I surrender, Lord, help me. Elihu is saying, how can Job keep questioning the Lord? And uh, why does Job say the Lord won't listen to his case? Verse 14, how much less then will he listen when you say that you do not see him? that your case is before him and you must wait for him. In other words, Job, why are you complaining that he's not responding? He's not obligated to respond. And so, friends, this is all true. Now, in a kind of a backward way, he's pointing out that the Lord is very gracious to have anything to do with us. He's not obligated. He owes us nothing. And so the Lord, in his mercy, has revealed his will and his nature to us Uh, in part through his scriptures and in part by his spirit directly. But he he owes us nothing. He gains nothing by anything that we can give him or anything that we can do. The relationship in that respect is all one-sided. It's all for our benefit, not his. And so does he desire us to love him and be friends with him? Absolutely. In that respect, he gains a relationship with those who are interested in knowing him. The Lord in Proverbs 8 says, I love those who love me. And so Elihu's making the point, there's no no uh, vending machine type relationship with the Lord. You do something good for him, he does something good for you. It doesn't work like that. The Lord is not obligated to pay us, to reciprocate in any way. Uh, whatever he does is out of kindness and love and c- grace for mankind. And so, Lord, you are God, our maker. You are the one who gives us songs in the night. And we thank you that you give us the songs in the night. We alone among the created order 
are able to create songs and laughter and humor. You teach us more than you teach the birds of the earth, and we thank you for that. You teach us more than you have taught the animals of the earth, and we thank you for that. Lord, may we not be like the wicked and only converse with you when we're in trouble. Lord, help us to speak to you daily, even in little ways. May we not despise brief conversations or remarks with you. And may our ears be attuned to hear what you're saying to us. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your grace. For every attempt you've ever made to reach out to us, we appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.